Till this AI can figure out what I say perfectly, it's still gonna be completely messed up. Can you teach an artificial intelligence? I, I'm no pedicure ex or a manicure expert on any of this. We oh, know I that know. It's using that. I'm listening to you explain huh? beauty. And thanks to the puberty app on my phone, we can see what lies ahead. We thought Earth regulations were bad. Wait till you get to the moon and Mars regulations. Yeah, do we have to worry about climate change up there? To teach a robot. Well, that's a future episode of Tech Talk. And that is my cue to talk about Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuuman Furnace and Duct Cleaning, which introduces us to our friend Adam Oldfield. Hello there. Oh, hi, Alex. Good to uh, chat with you again. Fancy schmancy opening there for you. There you that's go. I know. I'm impressed. That's a, that's <laughs> oh, a fancy yeah. tech intro, that's for sure. I didn't do it, so it didn't come from me. I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that technically uh, involved, as you know. Um, nonetheless, you got a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff today, and a lot of it. I mean, look, I don't know. I, I wish we could have a way of counting scams because yeah. there are. So I don't click on it, so I don't click on anything now. And it could be very legitimate. I just don't click on anything because I can't tell what is what. So I just don't. But it, it is in um, the duck cleaning business, in that whole industry, because they literally call me every five seconds. Um, how do you know what's right and wrong? Like, what's the biggest scan, scam running there? Well, it, it must be the season because it's, it's quite rampant. It's and always it's a season for duck cleaning. <laughs> when, is there, no, when is there not a season for it? They call every second. Every, every evening, right at dinner, they like to get you. And, and you know what? I like to let everybody know. You know what? I'm involved with the duck cleaning business, and they call me. And even when I tell them I own the company, they still try to sell it to me. So it, <laughs> it blows my mind. Um, but, I mean, what's going on currently, and this is uh, just before, actually, I got on the show, I got a call. Just before I got a uh, Heather called me, and I was a duck cleaning call. Try, and I'm like, honestly, seriously, guys, uh, uh, this is get ridiculous. But what they're doing now is they're going through Facebook. Facebook, and they market using credible companies like Vacuuman, Furnace Duck Cleaning, this is the recent one this week, and they use Facebook, where you think you're speaking to someone from the company, they then send you the website, you go, and you book, or they direct you into a text message, and now you're talking to them directly. Um, mm. I actually caught them because the customer called me and said, where are you? You were supposed to be here. That's when we determined that it wasn't me. They booked it through one of these uh, soliciting calls or solicited uh, Facebook ads, um, and right. it's really simple. When it comes to duck cleaning, folks, if it's $100, and there's unlimited or $150, uh, depending on they might up the price slightly, you're probably dealing with someone that's not going to be uh, legitimately doing the job right. Or possibly, even worse, Alex, is when they go in and then they start to ramp up the charges and they really take care, uh, advantage of people who uh, don't realize afterwards that yeah. they're going to get scammed. Now, on top of that, Watch for text messages. Also, very, very much in queue is uh, the Bank of Montreal, a very legitimate. You get a text message. It looks like your bank. And it says, uh, please be advised, you need to sign in to validate details about your bank. Could be Bank of Montreal, Royal Bank, doesn't matter. Any Canadian bank. When you click the link in the text message, it looks like the bank. It may smell like the bank. And when you get onto the website, it looks like it's a legitimate website. Yeah, it does. I've seen the, yeah, it, like it totally yeah. looks legit. How, okay, so how would you look at that website and go, yeah, that's not real? Look at the URL. That is the top part where you type in a website and you, you see where, you, where the website information is. So it should be the name of the bank.ca.com. So uh, that is first and foremost. If you see anything 
that looks other other than the bank, um, or even better, if it clicks the link, take you to the website. Just go to the site directly. Don't use the link in your text message. Um, last, use a two FA stands for two factor authentication. Okay. Do yeah, not okay. use text messages. Okay. So, so my password should be beyond one, two, three, four. At this point, anywho, uh, Google AI. Uh, I think this is interesting because I had to go to the hospital this week to visit a specialist, and oh my god, it's like circa nineteen forty-two. The system, but uh, AI entering healthcare. Yeah. They want to streamline hospital operations. Look, I know we spent a fortune in e-health to get a system where maybe you can send. I don't know, health information of a patient to another doctor. We still don't have it. So is this our answer, Adam? Like, is this coming? Yeah. Well, what they're doing, Google's very much jumping into the health division, if you will. In the U.S. But they're just not waiting. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it streamlined. So when you finish the, uh, uh, your shift, when a nurse doctor finishes their shift, you, you had your patients you worked with, and, and you have to do a sort of summary of notes, and you have to hand it off. And what happens is there's a lot of time loss between the, the information being prepared to the information being understood. What AI is doing is it's taking the handoff from the nurse or doctor at the end of their shift, and it streamlines key information that is critical that can help for the patient. Um, and there's so much like not time. a fax. That's so beyond the facts. Amazing. Amazing how that works, isn't it? Well, anyway, the bottom line is, is that this is where the medical industry is where I know all Microsoft, Amazon, all of them are going to be jumping in both feet forward. And Google particularly is using AI to do so. I mean, honestly, I kind of we joke about it, but the system is so broken. Like I said, the the woman at reception the other day was losing her mind because, again, she had to follow up with 20 other doctors. There's no centralization. By this day and age in 2023, Adam, we should in our healthcare have a centralized place where doctors, whoever it is, can go and go, oh, there's Alex Pearson's file. There is what like and we don't have that. So no. this to me is like, OK, maybe this is the answer. How much will this cost us, by the way? Well, I can't give a price to it, but I also I can tell you particularly the one concern that is why this hasn't rolled out as quickly as as we'd like it is because of privacy issues. And uh, Canada has quite the privacy issues. We can't so. guarantee. <laughs> we do have a lot of issues with privacy. Like what, the 140 people? I think it was a Hamilton story. Aren't they looking into a whole bunch of people that opened files in the medical files in the city of Hamilton lately? Yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's private in any degree, but th they're claiming it is for that argument. So are you concerned then that the AI, because I don't really understand AI, but it, it could take your information of Adam Oldfield and then possibly filter it somewhere else? Uh, no, no. The issue is, is that in the system itself within AI, it's taking content about your medical data in a server that is specific to the medical profession. But in that time that it's using that data, if it ever was open and or accessed by, uh, you know, malware hackers otherwise that get inside, um, it could be susceptible to information of which, well, again, you know, it could be out on the dark market for, so to speak, of your medical conditions. Um, and AI would actually be able to, uh, you know, it, taking that information would streamline it. Uh, that could be a concern for public display. So uh, it's not that it's I'm concerned. I'm just, I believe that uh, the issues are, uh, I'm speaking Canada, not the U.S. particularly. Uh, we don't have a lot of firewalls capable directly to protect our digital data yet, as, as efficiently as the U.S. Yet.
Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get on it one day. I'm sure of it. We're talking Adam Oldfield. This is Tech Talk, of course, brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. So, you know, we uh, talk about long-term care and all the failures of long-term care. So I think this is interesting because um, you've got, uh, I guess, a German bionic company is yep. introducing something of a, a like an eco-skeleton, which will help care for elderly people. Yeah. So think of it as like a back brace. I'm going to simplify this. It's a back brace that you would they would wear. A care professional could care, uh, strap it on. And what it does is it provides an extra body strength. It's almost like, uh, you know, the, the Iron Man suit. And it like allows a rocket ship like they can what? lift off the ground. But it just gives you more muscle power. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, when it comes to lifting, um, so you know, when it comes, you know, with seniors getting older, and sometimes you know, there's uh, you may not be bodybuilding material when it comes to needing to lift someone that uh, needs to be cared for. The eco-skeleton gives uh, an extra, I want to say, strength to lift up to 65 pounds above the person's body weight. Um, in the case you need to roll on someone over, you so you put it on your body. And then and it lifts you up. Think of it, yeah. Well, your back instead of yanking your back when you're lifting. No, I know, but where's where's it getting lifted? Where's that? Like, how do you lift? How do they do that? Well, that's what I was trying to describe to you. What it does is it's like a back brace. So you strap it around your back. It's got electronics on the inside of it. And what it does is as you bend and you lift or go to pull upward as you're trying to lift uh, someone who maybe uh, isn't able to, to, to get up on their own, uh, it takes the onus off the back and the muscles of mm. the caregiver. And so it gives that okay, okay. Up, up to 65 pounds. So it's like okay. a little boost of strength. Now, I wouldn't say it's superpowers, but I would say that it gives them a little more op- opportunity to not be injured when you're trying to roll someone over to do a change of bedpan or maybe help them with uh, you know rolling over because they're not able to move on their own. Uh, but it does take the onus off the caregiver. I thought, see, I thought when originally it was going on the person. So I thought, oh, okay, that would be interesting. Well, okay, yeah, those are issues, certainly. Um, but uh, how long would that take to get to the market? Well, uh, it's it's right now in Europe. Uh, I, I mean, these items are all over in, in either a prototype or they're are starting to be produced. But they're currently using it in Europe. Uh, I don't think it's been qualified or available here in North America just yet. But uh, they were just claiming <laughs> you know, that our approval process will take fifty years. <laughs> Well, you know in 50 years, you'll feel good when you're being rolled over and someone can lift you, Alex. You'll feel much better after in, that. In 50 years, no one will have to do that. It'll be an invention for, for living forever. Meanwhile, if you don't live, um, there's an alternative now to traditional burial and crema- cremation. This has got to drive um, environmentalists crazy when they drive by graveyards and stuff. All that land, <laughs> it's all full of uh, dead bodies. But anyway, what's the uh, te- technological angle of this? This is aquamation. So uh, instead of cremation, you're aquamated. And uh, I, I made aquamated up myself. But it's actually referred to oh. as aquamation. Um, it's a form of how to decompose the body after death using alkaline hydrolysis. So it, it basically they float you in a, in a pool of uh, uh, hydrogen or potassium hydroxide. Uh, again, mm-hmm. not a scientist. Um, <laughs> okay. Eats, eats through the body flesh and the material in your body elements, um, and it leaves more or less the, the, the bones uh, of the body left. Uh, but the difference is, is the mix of the materials. Uh, you're right. Environmentalists would be happy that it, it more or less leaves a lot less of a uh, 
the burning elements of which a human will be, uh, I guess, when cremated, creates. It's mm-hmm. a little eco-friendly. Um, the liquid okay. behind, by the way, as a side note and a positive, is that it's made of salt and amino acids. And where would you do it that? Well, it can be used for fertilizer. Yes, you could be aquamated. Sorry, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then spread into the fields. So it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the best of it is that it can also get into the waterways without any concerns or otherwise. So uh, oh, okay. it's an option. Well, hold on a second. So how long does this take to melt yourself? Like, is it like, because with the burning, I'm sure it's pretty quick. Um, how long does it take to decompose? I, it's, uh, I didn't get the timing, but I do know it's not long. So it's once you drop in, you're pretty much about to liquefy. Uh, in a pretty. <laughs> well, liquefy. You're, you're still there. It's just your body's in amino acids in, in the water base. Um, and then what's and, what? And what comes out? Not ash, but like bone fret. Like what? What do you get to take? It would just to the be garden? bone. Yeah, you would have the skeleton would still remain. You would still have the skeleton remains that would would exist, Please. but um, you you would no longer have to uh, d- dispose of the ash. And the burning of the humans would not be a environmental concern. Nor the energy it takes, by the way, to use cremation. <laughs> And I guess we really want to get it. The flame cremation uses, it actually creates harmful greenhouse gases. Uh, mm-hmm. And so this removes that concern. Okay. Unless, yeah, yeah. Just don't fall in. Uh, I don't, I, let's, let's get into this one. I, I don't know if this will come in my lifetime, but the uh, household robot. I remember back in the day when I was a kid, someone got a robot and it was like, oh my God, these will be around when you're an adult. I'm like, well, they're not here. But are they ever actually going to get a human robot? Well, to help us do act- stuff? Yeah. In fact, I'm going to claim that in the next five to ten years, it will be here to help with household chores. We'll have our own C-3PO's. Um, a company called Sanctuary AI is using, um, uh, and again, it's a robotic, using film, and they're training humanoid robots to make it more agile and efficient. It's been tested in Vancouver. It's a five-foot, seven-inch robot, <laughs> and it's being yeah. trialed. And right now it's being used for picking and packaging and labeling, and, and they're doing warehouse stuff. But the biggest thing they're trying to train using old films, if you can believe it, uh, is to identify it to learn the art of household chores, holding laundry, uh, you know, sweeping, uh, wiping counters, dusting, if you will. So uh, the biggest challenge, ironically, right now during its testing period is Opening a, a, like a paper bag, a plastic bag, uh, it's, it's, uh, that's one of the areas they were saying, I'm sure there's others, but uh, defining its perfection is to be able to uh, open up the little details of opening a bag. Like the fine motor skill stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, motor skills, well, if you yeah. will, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if this is, is this coming in my lifetime? Like, like I'm trying to teach my child to clean. I'm like, no, you're going to, no one's going to do it for you. I explained, I said, by the time you get married and the girl you marry... She won't do housework either. So, like, one of you's got to do it, and now they're going to have a robot. Well, I would say that he's got, and anyone needs to, you know, everyone has a particular way they like to do clean. So the way I see it, you definitely want to do it yourself. So that way you have an expectation of what you want the robot to do, or the android, if you will, for that matter, to do it. So in other words, you have to teach them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they would hate me because I'm like a neat freak. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll wait and see on this one. I'm not sure it'll happen in my lifetime. It would be great, though. Boy, oh, boy. Someone to clean the house. Oh. Amazing. All right, Adam, I'm out of time. I would go into other things, but you know me, I uh, I hit the clock and I'm out. I appreciate it. We'll talk. All right. Thanks, Alex. That is Adam Oldfield. He is, of course, lead of Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuum Man Furnace and Duck.
cleaning. Yeah. I would like some of these things to come to fruition before my lifetime. I just, I don't know if I could have a robot cleaning my house because I'd be freaked out that someday it might want to do other things like kill me. 911.